Hey, Sooner Nation, Boz here. I just met with Team 129. Coach Venables was was uh, gracious enough to invite me in to, to visit with them a little bit. I got high expectations, and I know what they're going to do. They're going to change expectations by going out and proving that this team is the foundation of what our future looks like. So you guys, get ready, because Boomer is around the corner. Practice number one tomorrow in Norman. Training camp begins tomorrow in Norman as we are 31 days until kickoff. There's Brian Bosworth. Spoke with the team yesterday. He's done that a few times before, including before the OU-Texas game last year on Friday. He was at the OU-Nebraska game. He's been around the program quite a bit since uh, Brent Venables was hired as, as head coach, which is pretty cool. Going to guess that's not the last time that uh, Brian Bosworth speaks to the team before a practice, training camp, before a game. He'll continue to be around quite a bit, but training camp begins tomorrow and a lot of key position battles begin tomorrow as well. I I said earlier, like I think that, that other corner spots opposite of Woody Washington is one of the more interesting and one of the more fun battles to really watch. I guess when you when you look at a battle that way, like fun, exciting, one that OU fans shouldn't necessarily be worried about, you don't think it's going to be a real weakness, but whoever wins that spot, they're still going to be pretty good there. Would you say like the, 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 opposite, the corner spot opposite Woody is one of the more fun or exciting camp battles that we have going on starting tomorrow? Well, certainly. I think it's one of the few legitimate camp battles that you have. Because and I know Brent Venables talked about having the uh, potentially an entirely different starting front seven outside of Danny Stutzman. But I also think outside of cornerback on defense, most folks have a pretty good idea of who's starting and where. Right? Like in the linebacker core, it's Danny Stutzman, it's DeSan McCullough, and it's Jaron Kanick. Those are the odds on favorites. Now, uh, from some of the stuff I've heard, maybe maybe Connor Near starts out the season higher than Canick on the depth chart, but that'll be decided in camp, and I would still give the edge to Canick just based on the athletic ceiling. You got Woody at one corner, Billy Bowman and Reggie Pearson at safety, and then up front, you're looking at, in all likelihood, Ethan Downs, Rondell Bothroyd, Dejon Terry, and Isaiah Coe. I would say those are the guys that the majority would have pegged as your starters. At that other cornerback opposite Woody, I don't think you have a favorite. I like Gentry Williams. I like Gentry Williams. I think he's going to end up being the starter opposite Woody. But you got Makari Vickers, Josiah Wagner, Kanai Walker, Kendall Dolby, all sorts of guys that could make noise in that race. But as things stand right now, and Josiah Wagner has already made noise <laughs> throughout yeah. the spring. The dude earned a, a nickname. Pitbull is what they call him around there, the true freshman. I, I'm, I'm going to – I'm not going to break this down like corner and safety and edge and defensive line. I, I'm just going to try to make it as simple as possible. Day before the spring, here are the three levels in order that I feel best about. I'll let you comment on this. I'll let the text line as well, 405-651-3439. In order from most confident to least confident, here's how I feel about the defense. I'm going to go secondary number one. I'm going to go defensive line two. And I'm going to go linebacker number three. Would you have it in any order uh, other than that? Secondary, 
defensive line and linebacker. I could go corner and safety and edge and all that. I'm just going to make this simple, though. Yeah, I would agree with that. Okay. I would agree with that hierarchy. Uh, let us know what you think, text line. Offense, I'm going to go running back. I'm going to go quarterback. I'm going offensive line. And then I'm going wide receiver. And then tight ends grouped in with wide receiver. Sure. Yeah, pass catchers, sure. if you will. Yeah, I would agree with that, too. Okay. Well, we're in lockstep. Hopefully the text line disagrees so we can <laughs> actually uh, do something with that conversation. Gunny of Stutzman Army asked, how's my dude Heath Breaker of Chairs Ozida looking this year, Parker? Well, we don't know yet. We haven't gotten eyes on him, and he just got here in June. But I'll tell you who is impressed with him, Brent Venables. Brent Venables brought up Heath Ozida yesterday, unprompted. Nobody asked him about Heath Ozida, and that goes back to the conversation that we were having at the beginning of last hour about organic buzz is what I termed it. When a coach is willing to go out of his way to bring up a player and give him praise of his own volition. And Brent Venables did that with Heath Ozida. He could have talked about anybody on the offensive line. He wanted to talk about Heath Ozida and what a gem Oklahoma found up in the Evergreen State in Ozida. I'm trying to remember during that, what, 50-minute press conference right around there, the the guys that he wasn't necessarily asked about but found a way to bring them up. Ozida was one. He also did that with McCade Matower yesterday as yes. well. Um, anyone else that comes to mind? That, uh, that I mean, he brought up Drake Stoops talking about Gavin Freeman, but I feel like if you're talking about Drake Stoops or Gavin Freeman, well, the, the, the other one's almost always going to be brought up in that conversation. I, anyone else that was brought up? Nobody that on the offensive side. Nobody that springs to mind. I, I know uh, at Big I, Twelve Media Day he did just kind of say, "Ooh, how about Tyler Guyton? Like that kid, he got a chance to be real good. He's got a chance to be real special." He did spend a couple minutes talking about Jacob Sexton and just how eager Sexton is to compete and get back on the field and how they're trying to have kind of having to slow him down as he recovers from that ACL injury he suffered at the end of December in the bowl game. But I would, hmm, yeah, I don't, I don't recall offhand. The ones that stand out to me are the comments he had about Ozida and then obviously all the praise that he gave to Gavin Freeman. 405 defense, the closer I get to the ball, the more questions I have. And I think that's how we ranked it, right? Uh, yeah, closer to the ball, the more, the more questions that you have. Secondary defensive line and linebacker. Though I'll, I'll say this, um, I, defensive line I don't think is going to get to a point. At least I don't think that it, I, I'm going to view that as the best position group on the defense, but – I kind of like what they got out on the edge. At least I, I like it a lot more than what they had a year ago. There's bodies there. There's um, there's there's players now on your roster that have accomplished things at this level and have done things, such as Rondell Bothroyd, Trace Ford early in his career at Oklahoma State. I just uh, I, I feel very strongly they're going to be a lot better at getting to the quarterback this year. They better be a lot better at getting they're, to the quarterback. They have to and, be. I know, but I, I, I feel good about that. And one case. of the things we've been talking about, Tyler, is something that Miguel Chavis echoed yesterday in his session with the media. He said, we're going to play a bunch of different guys. And that's going to lift the bottom line. That's going to make things easier on everybody. When you have several different contributors off the edge that are capable of giving you snaps in any situation and aren't going to be phased by the moment that's where it's a lot easier for you to keep everybody fresh 
and structure your rotation strategically so that the guys you have on the field on first down can help you defend the run a little bit better, and the guys you have on the field on third down can close on the quarterback, make his life difficult as he tries to get a throw off. And it, and we've heard competitive depth more than any phrase. I just heard Nick Anderson say yeah. 30 minutes ago. More than any phrase. I would say a close second would be situational football. That's mm-hmm. something that everybody at Oklahoma right now is emphasizing. And situational football matters when you're talking about how you rotate guys on the edge because you're going to have some guys that have a more natural bent towards setting the edge in run defense. And you're going to have certain guys – and I think most specifically of P.J. Atabari and R. Mason Thomas, whose wheelhouse, for the moment at least, is going to be rushing the passer. R. Mason Thomas, who gained, who he put on 24 pounds since last year. 24 pounds, according to Miguel Chavis. I mean, I, I remember standing in the parking lot at Westwood Golf Course after a remote one day with our own Butkus Award winner, Teddy Lehman. And he had just been out at OU's practice. And we'd heard th- good things about our Mason Thomas behind the scenes. But Teddy, you know, I was asking him some of you know, the stuff that he'd seen out there at practice, and he said, there's nobody that can block 32, man. That kid, our Mason Thomas, is going to be something. That our Mason Thomas was 216 pounds, Tyler. How much more havoc is our Mason Thomas You're talking about last training yes, camp, not yes. this past training camp. You're talking about the training camp going into his freshman True year. True freshman. Oh, yeah, I'm, I remember on, that day. He'd been on yeah. campus for all of two months. And we definitely saw the potential on the field last year when he was out there. Another so. year in the system, 24 more pounds of muscle on that frame. Yeah, that's the reason I think that guy leads Oklahoma in sacks. Todd Bates, nemesis on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. He also hyped up uh, Petaway at Big 12 Media Days. Well, and then um, we heard the offensive coordinator, Jeff Levy, do that as well. What, what, how did he pronounce his first name? Um, we, we were saying Jaquez. He said Jaquez. Jaquez. Yeah. yeah. Jaquez. We're, we're, we're going to like him quite a bit and then smiled. And then also mentioned that Nick Anderson is as healthy as he's been. Since he's gotten here. Tom Bates' nemesis also said if Trace Ford stays healthy, he would lead the team in sacks. A definite possibility. Stillwater Sooner, the word is that Muleshoe didn't want the boss around the program because he trembled at the thought of the boss's masculinity. Didn't want that rubbing off on the program. <laughs> uh, Peyton says, I think overall our defense is very similar. A whole lot of bodies, competitive depth that really isn't Proven through and through, but you feel good about the pieces there. Yeah, this isn't the end result on where the staff wants to be defensively. I think when we look back at, when we look next year, back at this year's defense, we'll we'll see some growth that they made to year two. But I think that we're going to look at next year's defense, Parker, and say, well, even from year two, which was a lot better from year one, the overall roster just looks better than it was a year ago. So this isn't the end result, but it does seemingly look a lot better than what it was a year ago. And I would say, especially given what OU fans watched last fall, if given the choice, you would rather have a roster of players who have high individual ceilings but are a little bit unproven. You'd much rather have that than a roster full of guys whom you know are nothing more than Bunch of slightly above average Bunch of at best. And... Oklahoma had a lot of those guys last year. Like, we knew what Deshaun White was. We knew what David Aguebu was. 
Uh, I'm trying to think who else. We knew what Jeffrey Johnson was, right? Like, those guys were only ever going to be so good. The Jag, speaking of Jags, the Jag on the text line says strengths. One, long snapper. Two, kick return wedge blockers. Three, safety. Well, if those are your three strengths, that's still probably good enough to have better than a 6-7 and seven record with this year's schedule. If those are the three strengths of the football team, they should at least have a winning record this year with the schedule that's, uh, that's in front of them. A guy that promised a case of Olipop to us if Caden Durham doesn't sign with LSU. I haven't gotten to listen much today. What's the daily Williams-Winary news? Do I need to make a bet if uh, Winary commits anywhere but Mizzou? Yeah, you can. I, I think the, the daily update on Williams-Winary is the same as it was yesterday. August 14th still looks like the decision date, and no news is good news, and we really haven't had any news so far this week. I would say OU is uh, still in a very good spot for Williams-Winary. The, da- right yeah, the daily update is a lack of an update, yeah. to answer your question. But as we, just... as we talked about in Locked In, like, if you're in the mood to feel maybe a little bit better about Williams-Winary, and you should feel good as it sits right now, but OU did everything around or has done everything around David Stone, which is get his teammate out at IMG committed, get his best friend Mike Hill Patterson McDonald committed, get them in this class. You've done everything that you can around David Stone to offer the best situation possible for him. You're doing that now with Williams Winery. You got Kamori Moore, a high school teammate of his in 2025. You got Caden Green committed in last year's class. You are making, I mean, you're doing damage up there at Lee Summit North. Everything around Williams Winery, you've done everything that you need to do. So there's, I guess, another reason why you should feel good about that one. I still think Oklahoma has the upper hand on Missouri. And, again, we talked about it in the 2 o'clock hour. At a certain point, there's not really anything left to do but just trust what you've established in terms of relationships with the kid and the vision that you've pitched and in, in terms of how he fits defensively into your scheme. I think Oklahoma's done that. I think they just got to stay the course these last couple weeks and see where it takes them. Uh, 405, the offense was one of the defense's biggest problems. If we could have stayed on the field for 90 seconds, maybe our defense wouldn't have been so exhausted in fourth quarters at the end of the season. It's true. Yep. Um, we probably haven't spent enough time on it, but a huge factor to this season. And I mean a huge factor to this season. Parker, I know, or at least I'm confident, that they're going to be able to run the ball when the offense wants to go up tempo. But is the offense going to be able to run the ball and run the ball consistently without going up tempo? Because last year they weren't really able to do that. Will this be an offense this year, unlike last year, that can go slow, milk the clock a little bit when they need to, but go slow and still get a push up front and be able to rack up consecutive first downs together and not go three and out and put your defense back out there after an 18-second drive. How many times did we see that last year? Yeah. Several times in the Bedlam game. No, it's all connected, man. The offense and defense have a symbiotic relationship, and as many, of the, as many struggles as Oklahoma had defensively a year ago, what certainly didn't help – was that oftentimes the offense was only spending a minute and a half, two minutes on the field, and then you were having to trot out many of the same 11 guys over and over and over again to go defend what often became five, six-minute drives for the opposition, even if it didn't result in scoring plays. 
I, I would say, I, and I don't know this for a fact, but if you look back last year, I wonder how many games Oklahoma won the time of possession battle. Probably not many. Yeah, not especially in conference, man. Uh, okay, let's see if I can cover this entire story today with just one nine-second audio clip. You, you tell me if I accomplished this or not. Big story in college football today, Florida State Mets. And, well, in a nine-second audio clip, here's what was said in a nutshell from Florida State trustee, uh, trustee Drew Weatherford, also a former quarterback. Does that do it? Does that sum up everything that Florida State said from their president to their board of trustees, everyone in that meeting? It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. I don't think that you have to go down uh, Twitter, the timeline today, to read everything that happened at the Florida State meeting today. It sounds pretty obvious that uh, Florida State's saying, yeah, we're kind of done with this league. Yeah, again, if you read between the lines and – glean the true motivations behind what was said by the Florida State Athletic Director today in particular, it's clear that they're not sticking around. And whatever they're saying right now is really just stuff that's been watered down by PR officers to smooth things over until the transition is officially made. So expect Florida State to be in a conference in probably the next three years, I would guess. Uh, Our coverage of OU Training Camp brought to you by Neutral Vodka Seltzer. They're an official sponsor of OU Athletics made with only vodka, seltzer, and real juice to offer a deliciously clean, light, and refreshing taste. I sampled some Neutral Vodka Seltzers last night, and uh, yeah, it it was really good. Go check out Neutral Vodka Seltzer. They are our sponsor of OU Football Training Camp. More college football next right here on The Ref. Make the right call for OU coverage in the Sooner State. Lock it on the Ref Sports Radio Network, your home for Sooner fans. Jeff Lister here with Knippelmeyer Chevrolet. Have you been looking for a new or pre-owned vehicle? We are constantly receiving new inventory and have a wide selection of Silverados and SUVs. At Knippelmeyer, we still do business the same way we have for 63 years. So, if we don't have the exact model you're looking for, we'll order it for you, and when it gets here, that's the price you pay. Come see us in Blanchard. Give us a call at 405-485-3333 or check us out on the web at knippelmeyer.com. Chevrolet, find new roads. The trade is right on time. Grand Funk Railroad, the American Band Tour. August 10th, the Apache Casino Hotel, Lawton, Oklahoma. Featuring Don Brewer, Mel Shocker, Bruce Kulik, Max Carl, and Tim Cashin. Resume seats one sale now at the Casino Cage or online at ApacheCasinoHotel.com. Grand Funk Railroad, the American Band Tour. Pacifico. Let it be a reminder to live life anchors up.
Is your insurance premium rate rising? You need to make the call to your local neighbors at Rightway Insurance. Rightway's number one goal for all their insurance clients is to get the best insurance rates and have an overall positive experience. Rightway Insurance is an independent insurance agency representing many different companies for your insurance needs. Give us a call, 405-607-6014, or complete a quote form at rightwayinsuranceok.com, and we'll be happy to answer any of your insurance questions. That's Rightway Insurance, 405-607-6014. Whether you live in or visit Norman this summer, the City of Norman, NEDC, Visit Norman, and the Norman Chamber of Commerce want to encourage you to eat, shop, stay, and play local. Introducing Rose Rock Habitat for Humanity Restore, your one-stop shop for quality home improvement materials, furniture, and unique treasures. With our ever-changing inventory, you'll discover something new with every visit. Visit roserockhabitat.org for more information. Experience the best brewery in Norman, 405 Brewing Company. Norman's 405 Brewing Company company is open five days a week. Enjoy a beer on the taproom patio or learn a new skill in the taproom academy class located north of Rock Creek off of Flood and look for the downtown location opening this fall. Hungry? You won't find a better spot for lunch, dinner, or drinks than on the legendary patio at the Mont. Enjoy the famous chips, queso, and a swirl. Remember, shopping local is better for the environment and the best way to support businesses that make Norman unique. So eat, shop, play, and stay in Norman this summer. Hi, I'm Tim Lasher from my company, Lasher Home Comfort Systems. We install quality York products. The award-winning York Affinity Series is Energy Star rated and features a money-saving two-stage compressor design. Plus, every Affinity system comes with a 10-year parts and labor warranty and a lifetime warranty on the compressor. Now, you don't need to tell us anybody sent you. Just call the office and ask for me. I own the company. Lasher Home Comfort Systems, 579-3113. Get up to $550 in rebates now on qualified York components at Lasher Home Comfort Systems. With custom signs and graphics from Fast Signs, you can say anything. Invite the world to discover that thing that makes your business unmistakably yours. Make your statement in lights or metal, on a van, across the windows. Make it unforgettable. Together, anything is possible. Bright ideas, brilliantly executed, can turn the mundane into the marvelous. Transforming your space begins at our place. Power your business visibility and make your statement with Fast Signs. Call Fast Signs of Norman, 405-701-2890. As far as wide receivers goes, uh, I think we got a bunch of dudes. I think we got a bunch of different guys too, as well. You know, we got speed, we got strength, we got size. We we got a bunch of guys that are capable to go make plays. Self scout. Well, what does uh, what does Brennan bring to the bring to the equation for Oklahoma? Big plays, um, but at the same time, I'm going to bring a, a leadership mentality. I'm going to bring a championship, you know, mentality. I'm going to bring myself. I'm going to bring hard work to the table every single day, day in and day out. Wide receiver Brennan Thompson, he brings big play to the offense. If you want size, if you want speed, if you want playmaking ability, Brennan Thompson says OU has it. All in the same room at wide receiver. Zach from the 405 has the answer to a question that you asked last segment. Kansas and Florida State, those are the only games, the only games last year. No, you played 13 of them. The only games where they led in time of possession a year ago. Thanks for the research, Zach from the 405. And yeah, that about tracks with my expectations. I was like, you can definitely count them on one hand, and you probably don't need all the fingers on that one hand either. Kansas and Florida State, and that's, that's it. it. Wow. 
And that right there is not a winning recipe. Well, I mean, obviously in one of those games you lost, but I would still say it was one of the better games all around that they played last season, especially given the uh, injury situation that they had on the offensive line. But, yeah, not all that surprising. There was only two games. Yeah, I mean, look, the tempo causes problems for opposing defenses. It does. However, it is not a sustainable method of winning football games when you are running tempo to the point where you're sacrificing the time of possession battle every single week. You can beat inferior opponents that way, but more often than not, you're not going to beat legitimately competitive opponents that way. For, from the 405, can Oklahoma's offense go ahead and score quickly without worrying since we now have competitive depth? That is true. Competitive depth all over the place. They can do the um, John Calipari uh, Kentucky platoon uh, method, right? Remember the platoons that they had at Kentucky Just run a seven, whole new 11 ago? onto the field? A whole new 11 on the field after a quick touchdown drive. What could go wrong? They got all the competitive depth, right? No, that's funny. I love that. 405-651-3439 is the Meyer Chevrolet text line. OU did get a commit today. It's a preferred walk-on, but it's a three-star defensive lineman from Edmund Santa Fe. Bergen uh, Kaiser is who committed to the Sooners today out of Edmund Santa Fe. What's to be excited about here with this preferred walk-on ad, uh, Bergen Kaiser? Well, what's to be excited about is physically he fits the mold, six foot four, two 240 pounds, so a guy that is not a sawed-off dude that's just there to take up space in the locker room. No, he physically looks like a an FBS football player. He had multiple FBS offers, Tulsa, Sam Houston State. and Did he have an Oklahoma State offer? Did yes, he did. That? Yes. So there you go. Did. This kid had an Oklahoma State offer, a scholarship offer to play football at Oklahoma State, and yet he made the decision – to go with a preferred walk-on opportunity at Oklahoma. And admittedly, he'll have his school paid for. That is that is something that OU will take care of for him via NIL, much like they have promised to with Andy Bass, much the way they did with several preferred walk-ons in the 2023 cycle. But to get a guy that is objectively an FBS caliber scholarship football player without using one of your 85 athletic scholarships, is a huge win for Oklahoma. And I was talking to uh, a source within the Switzer Center earlier this morning that straight up said, look, we expect that Bergen-Kaiser is going to contribute at Oklahoma at some point. Well, and, and I, asked, I asked you the question. I said, what's to like here? And you immediately brought up his measurables. And I, that's where my mind immediately went to as well because – not every time, but I think a lot of times when you're talking about a PWO player, it, it feels like there's a, there's a lot of instances where that player is undersized for the position that they play, yep. right? Or, you know, just a smaller body. They may be fast, they may be athletic, but you're talking about someone that's not physically imposing. Now, this guy won't be, measurables-wise, the, the best defensive lineman that you bring in, but for a preferred walk-on spot, measurables-wise, he's, he's got that down, and that's a pretty good place to start. For a PWO. An Oklahoma kid denying an Oklahoma State scholarship for a walk-on at Oklahoma. Love to see it. That came from a listener in the 512. Uh, Dave from Norman wants to know, I haven't heard anything on Jaden Gibson. Is this a make-or-break camp for him? If he doesn't break through, do you think he could hit the portal? Also, did he end up redshirting last year? Well, to answer your last question first, no, he did not redshirt last year. He participated in six games. So that's too many to redshirt. 
If he doesn't break through this year, do you think he could hit? I mean, look, in today's day and age, anybody that's not contributing, yeah, you have to worry about them. A.D. Mitchell caught touchdowns in two national championship games and two college football playoff games at Georgia and still found his way to Texas this year. Yeah, so, so like, possible. could he hit the portal? Sure. Realistically, especially if he doesn't break through, Anytime you have a guy that was a blue chipper and hasn't done a whole lot over his first two years of college football, yes, naturally you have to be concerned about a guy like that hitting the transfer portal. But would I say this is a make-or-break camp for him? No, not necessarily. If we're truly calling it a make-or-break camp, I, I typically reserve that designation for veterans. I'm talking upperclassmen who have yet to really make their mark at the collegiate level. And I think we're getting close to that territory with Savion Bird. Uh, Obviously, we've been there with Marcus Stripling and Marcus Major. I'm not sure as uh, – He needs to be in the rotation this year at wide receiver. I'll I'll say that about Jake Gibson. I am am in no way ready to give up on him. I know some are, especially after that drop in the spring game. I'm not ready to give up on him. He's just going into his second year. But I think with what could happen at wide receiver this year, especially with some young talent and what's coming in next year, Jaden Gibson does not have to be the number one wide receiver. He doesn't even necessarily have to be the number two wide receiver. But I think that he has to be a guy that we look at at the end of the year and say, he was a contributor, he was absolutely in the rotation. That's how I think that he needs to be after after two years. And I forget who asked Jeff Lebby yesterday, but somebody asked Jeff Lebby, how many guys would you like to have in the rotation at wide receiver? And Jeff Lebby said in his ideal world, he'd like to be playing six to seven wide receivers. So you can look at six to seven guys in that room, and, I mean, we can all try to project it as best we can, but if Lebby has confidence in six or seven guys at that position, you're going to see six or seven guys taking regular snaps. Uh, from the 214, what's going on with Michael Boganowski? That's from Go Sooner, G E A U X Sooner. Four star out of the state of Kansas. OU and Kansas State locked in a recruiting battle. He was just at the party at the Palace this he was, weekend, correct? He was. It's been kind of quiet on that front. I expect a decision will happen this month. It is between OU and K State. And, and Mule Shoe oddly just threw out an offer to him. Th- that offer didn't come while he was at the party at the Palace, did it? Did, did that USC offer happen this weekend, or was it late last week? It happened while he was somewhere. I can't remember whether he was at Oklahoma or whether he was at Kansas when it happened. But, like, it is a very oddly timed offer. Very isn't oddly it? timed. Like, this far down the road, very oddly timed. Whatever, Mule Shoe. Keep doing your thing, I guess. Yeah, he's you lose out on that one, I'm sure. 405-651-3439 is the Meyer Chevrolet text line. Drew from Flower Mound. We'll hit one more. Parker is Colin Simmons and Caden Durham going to LSU. For my money, yes. Yeah. As long as Colin Simmons doesn't go to uh, Texas, I, th- I think you count that as a win. However, I, OU's going to LSU in 2024, <laughs> right? LSU may be coming here in 2025. I, I, I continually bring this up, but it's just such a weird way to look at national recruiting now. Because for my entire existence, it's always been, okay, where's, where's OU ranked? What's, what do they got? Okay, where's Texas ranked? Okay, well, they're ranked in front of Texas this cycle. That, that's a big-time win. Now you got to look at Georgia, Alabama, LSU. Uh, no conference is recruiting better than the SEC right now. So, yeah, if you're in the upper tier of uh, recruiting in the SEC, you're, you're doing a lot of things right, a lot of things. 
Uh, all right, coming up next, ESPN 17 teams that will make the college football playoff. But did they get all 17 teams right? We'll talk about that more coming up next right here on The Ref. Talking Sooner football is what we do. This is The Ref. What's up, Ref Army? It's Tyler McComas, and we just wanted to give a huge thank you for continuing to support The Ref and showing up every single day on all of our platforms. We've surpassed 25,000 followers on Twitter and continue to average over 150,000 impressions per day. The Ref has also surpassed 3.2 million total listeners on the official KREF app over the past 12 months. Let's keep the momentum going in 2023 by continuing to listen to the KREF app or on KREF.com. You're simply the best. Things are heating up at Riverwind. With over 2,000 of your favorite games. And the final beats and bites of the summer. Beat the heat with Gary Allen and enjoy all your favorite food trucks on August 26th. Get your tickets online or at the box office for only $10. Today. Riverwind really is the best place to play. It's the happiest day of her life. Have you or someone you know suffered a loss to your home or business from the recent storms? Before you accept a settlement, call Brown O'Haver at 405-735-5510. Brown O'Haver is a local-based company helping Oklahomans with claims since 1988 with preparation and expert analysis detailing your loss and insurance settlement. As your trusted consultant, Brown O'Haver can give you peace of mind and make sure you're getting what's yours. Call Brown O'Haver today, 405-735-5510, and make sure they're working for you. full of anchors meant to keep you in place but the good news is that it's also full of things that remind you not to let them so every time you raise a pacifico let it be a reminder to live life anchors up all right son time to put out this campfire dad we learned about this in school Oh, did you now? Okay, what's first? Smokey Bear said to. First drown it with a bucket of water, then stir it with a shovel. Wow, you sound just like him. Then he said. If it's still warm, then do it again. Where can I learn all this? It's all on SmokeyBear.com with other wildfire prevention tips, because only you can prevent wildfires. Brought to you by the USDA Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Coach Stoops here for Van Hoos Fence. If you want to work with the best local fence company and get championship service, contact my friend Mark and the Van Hoos Fence team. Van Hoos Fence gives each customer the most professional craftsmanship and competitive pricing in Oklahoma. From wood to chain link to vinyl, to metal fences, the Van Hoos Fence team does it all. Contact the Fencing All-Americans at Van Hoos Fence, 405-735-1167 or vhfence.com. Hi, I'm Martha Stewart. Every year, more than 4 million pets enter shelters here in the United States. My friends at American Humane have been helping animals since 1877. The goal is to ensure that pets have a safe shelter, especially during natural disasters. Adopting a shelter pet allows shelters to help more animals awaiting care. Please consider adopting today and take some time to learn more about American Humane's other work at AmericanHumane.org. Diane from Michigan, a disabled senior citizen trying to get by. Henry from Florida, a veteran fighting to make ends meet. 
Elena from Arizona, a mother struggling to feed her daughter. Hi, I'm Connie Britton, and I support Feeding America because they help provide over 6 billion meals to people in need each year, like Diane, Henry, and Elena. Learn more at feedingamerica.org. Feeding America, 200 food banks strong. Uh, we've got some competitive depth, you know. Uh, we've got some, some guys that... Uh, you know, we're young guys last year, some guys that were first time like carry the load player like the Danny Stutzman, who his role obviously has evolved and uh, as he's matured and at the same time a good blend of some young players with him and additional players that, you know, and Connor that, and Desan. Uh, so it's it's certainly there's a lot of competitive depth, which makes everybody better. So, you know, to be able to to rotate players so that way, you know, we're fresh in the fourth quarter. But again, you know, um, you're only going to get what you earn. And that's, that's every day, whether you're a coach, a player, you know, whatever. So that's uh, – but excited about the depth there and looking forward to getting started. There's Ted Roof, competitive depth. We need to start counting the audio clips that get played and how many times competitive depth are uh, mentioned in said audio clips. <laughs> Just need a montage, an enormous like, montage of competitive depth. I feel like eighty percent of uh, what we've heard today have had competitive depth in them. Uh, a big developments in college football right now. Apparently, LSU's defensive line coach is stepping away from the team. Jimmy Lindsay will step away from the program to deal with a personal health matter. Um, that means that Bob Diaco, the legend himself. Handsome Bob, baby! OU fans. Handsome Bob is back! Nebraska fans and UConn fans, all familiar with Bob Diaco. Oklahoma outside linebackers coach Bob Diaco. He will coach outside backers and special teams at LSU. I didn't even know he was still around! He's alive. (sighs) Boy. How long ago was it? It It wasn't much more than... It was March. It was March. I remember exactly when it happened. I think it was March 25th or 26th that Jamar Cain left LSU to join the Denver Broncos. In four months, the LSU Tigers have gone from a defensive staff anchored by Jamar Cain to a defensive staff anchored by Bob Diaco, the founder of the Civil Conflict, (laughs) the worst college football rivalry, the most unserious college football rivalry in the history of college football rivalries. Didn't LSU have Corey Raymond at that time? Well, that was uh, with the previous staff, yes. right? Like Brian Kelly didn't retain him, and now he's considered one of the best at his job at, uh, at Florida right now. Yeah. Ohio, Ohio Sooner asked, am I a degenerate for asking how this affects Dominic McKinley? No, I, Ohio Everybody Sooner, asking that. you are not a degenerate. That is exactly where I was going to go next. The five-star defensive lineman out of Lafayette, Louisiana, that OU's in on with uh, against LSU. If any, like what it does, what it does as far as McKinley and LSU, if anything, is it just makes the whole thing more tangled and chaotic in terms of LSU's pursuit of McKinley. And there are already some issues there with how LSU has handled the McKinley recruitment and the relationships with his family. So that's part of the reason why, even as we sit here today on August 2nd, I and many others will tell you Oklahoma is the school that is best positioned to land McKinley's commitment, and it might be Texas right now that's their biggest challenger, not LSU. Now, he did just visit LSU this past weekend. Doesn't seem like LSU made a ton of progress, 
And so that in and of itself leaves you feeling pretty, pretty good, pretty confident about where things stand at this exact moment between the Sooners and McKinley. This news today only adds fuel to the fire. Sure. And LSU will put someone on that recruitment that's capable and all that. But um, this is maybe an advantage, maybe another advantage in this recruitment. And I'm sure OU will try to take advantage as much as possible. But getting Dominic McKinley, a five-star defensive lineman out of the state of Louisiana, he won't be the highest-ranked player that the staff will have gotten, but it'll be one of the most impressive recruiting wins this staff has been able to win. out. On, you know, like LSU's got some momentum right now. They won the SEC West last year. A lot of polls have them preseason top five to win the SEC West. There's a lot of optimism and hope at LSU right now. It's not like they're struggling under Brian Kelly. You go there after a 6-7 and seven season and take a five-star away from that state, Woo boy, that's a message. The, the Dominic McKinley recruitment is really where we find out whether or not Todd Bates is him. Because I believe Todd Bates is going to get David Stone. Todd Bates has already gotten Jaden Jackson. But if you can pull a five-star out of the state of Louisiana, as things stand right now, Stone and Jackson alone, that's an impressive class for Bates. Stone, Jackson, and Dominic McKinley, that is transformation. It's the best defensive line class in college football this year. And you toss in what Javis is going to do on the edge? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like that going to the SEC. 5-1-2 in all caps. We need the competitive depth montage, please. Okay, I'll, I'll get to work on that. I'll I'll try to I'll try to make that happen in the next. It's a lot of audio it's to sift. A lot to uh, a lot of audio. But here's the thing: all I have to do is find any audio clip from the past three weeks, and the the word or the words competitive depth is, is it's going to be in there. So, a lot of audio to go through, but I I know where it's going to be. It's going to be in every audio clip. Uh, okay, seventeen teams that can make the college football playoff according to ESPN. We'll see if they left out any teams. We'll start in the Pac-12. It'll be easiest to do it that way. Okay. In the Pac-12, they have USC, they have Utah, and they have Oregon as teams that can make the college football playoff. They don't have Washington included, and I think they, they need to include Washington as a team that can make the playoff. I would not include Washington. Really? Yeah, I wouldn't. They and beat I, I this unbeatable Texas team last year in the bowl game. I would not. kind of like Washington. Honestly, the only Pac-12 team that I would have on that list is USC. And I would I would put them on there very hesitantly because I don't think USC is going to sniff the playoff. I would but, put Oregon there. I, I think Oregon, like, they got they got that tough non-con game at Tech, but I think Oregon's going to be pretty good in year two. They weren't bad last year either. This is just to make the college football playoff. This isn't to win it all. Yeah. Just to make not, the four-team playoff. I'm not a believer in Utah or Washington. I'll, I'll make the concession that Oregon gets on the list, but the Pac-12 list for me consists of Oregon and USC. I, w- I will agree with you. I would leave Utah off the list. There's just too much uncertainty. I, Cam Rising's hurt. He got hurt in the Rose Bowl game last year. I'm not, uh, not going to include Utah. Uh, real quick, Big Ten, they have Ohio State on the list. They have Michigan on the list. They have Penn State on the list, and they have Wisconsin on the list. Four out of the 17 from the Big Ten. I don't think that they need to include anyone else. I just don't think Wisconsin needs to be on the list. They're going I, through a major offensive change are, in are, year one. Are you going to be shocked if I say I don't hate Wisconsin's inclusion Well, on because that list? of the division that they're in. I just think that the the offense, that I, it's just such a, it's a major change, man. It is a major change. However, and I hate to use this comparison, but you could have said the same thing about USC a year ago. 
Yeah, but they had the Heisman Trophy winning quarterback a year ago. Now that is true. That is true. But I also think Phil Longo's system, the offense that they're going to run at Wisconsin, isn't as reliant on one singular player as Muleshoe's system is at USC. I also think Wisconsin is still going to be able to run the ball effectively with Braylon Allen. That's not going anywhere. Uh, ACC, just Clemson and Florida State. I'm I'm good with that. Maybe some would sell on Florida State. I think they have two losses by the end of September, but I, they at least need to be on the list. I'm good with that. Uh, SEC, you've got Bama, you've got Georgia, you've got Tennessee, and you've got LSU. Those four. Tennessee is... Uh, what is it with Joe Milton? That's my question. Because I've seen some wild Joe Milton takes on social media. Who was it that said Joe Milton's the most talented quarterback in college football? Probably said that after they saw him throw a football 70 yards at the Manning uh, camp. He's got an outstanding ago. arm, but Caleb Williams still exists. And I'm I, sorry, until until we're living in a world in which Caleb Williams is not playing college football, there is no one else that is remotely worthy of the title of most talented If, if you want to say there are only football. three teams in the SEC that can make the playoff, Georgia, Bama, and LSU, I'm not going to fight you on that. No, and I think that, that's right. that would be my list, too. Uh, it's three from the Big 12, OU, Texas, and TCU. I feel like, did they just throw TCU in because they felt like they had to? Yes, they did. Because there's no way TCU is going to the college football playoff in the year of our Lord 2023. That's simply not happening. I think they can be better than what people think. And what do people think about them? Um, somewhere 21 to 25 in the preseason poll. I think they can be a little bit better than that, but they're not going to be one of the four best teams again. That's Yeah, that's not going to happen. Yeah, it stops for me with OU Texas. So I would uh, – the, the only school that I would include that wasn't on there was Washington. But, yeah, there's a few of those that I'd say, eh, I don't I don't view them as college football playoff contenders. Uh, All right, final segment of the day coming up next. Final time for you or final opportunity for you to get in on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, 405-651-3439. This is the Ref Sports Radio Network. A little bit of sweet and a whole lot of heat. Rom's new sweet and spicy Gouda Burger is packed with mouth-watering flavor. We start with a fresh-baked artisan multigrain bun, top it with a sizzling burger patty and bacon, add a little mayo, and then throw on the heat with apple habanero barbecue sauce and jalapenos. Oh, and we can't forget the smoked Gouda cheese melted to perfection. Brahms Sweet and Spicy Gouda Burger, available for a limited time at Brahms. Summer is coming, along with the warmer weather. And all Sooner fans know that means we are just that much closer to another football season. And Balfour of Norman has been their favorite OU store for more than 45 years. Locally owned and located on Historic Campus Corner, Jerry and Libby invite you to stop by and see what is new. At Balfour, you will find all the latest Sooner designs and styles in shirts, shorts, fashion tops, sweatshirts, hats, and even socks and belts. And they have a great selection for young Sooner fans, starting with newborn all the way through youth sizes. But Balfour has so much more than just shirts and hats, such as OU flags, auto accessories, golf items, glassware, and serving pieces, barbecue tools, just to name a few. You will even find something for your dog, even if his name isn't Boomer. So come by this summer when there is plenty of parking or shop online at CrimsonProud.com, where you will find everything Sooner. Texting. 
talking on your phone or listening to music near train crossings or on platforms are big distractions. You need to see and hear the train coming. After you're on the train, those things are fine. So remember, simple things like taking your headphones out and taking your hood off could save your life. My daughter was diagnosed with a rare malignant rhabdoid tumor on the spine. They sent her straight to St. Jude. My hope was gone. But when you get there, everyone's like, hey, we're not going to give up. And when you see other people not giving up on your child, that makes all the difference in the world. When I found out I didn't have to pay, I was just grateful. They saved my baby's life. Finding cures, saving children. Learn more at stjude.org. More Norman Technology Center is a leader in workforce development for Oklahoma. High school students involved in technical education show strong graduation rates and are ready for employment in industry, for college, or both. Each year, over 90% of MNTC graduates work in their chosen fields and quickly begin contributing to Oklahoma's tax base. Your MNTC investment continually generates solid returns for your community and for the state. Call 405-801-5000 to learn more about More Norman Technology Center elevating our economy. When it comes to vaping, the truth can get clouded. So let's make it clear. Vaping is not safe for youth. Because vaping can put microscopic particles into your lungs. And dangerous things like metals into your body. And nicotine, which can harm a person's brain development through their mid-20s. With appealing flavors, high nicotine levels, and lots of promotion on social media. Many kids think vaping is harmless, but it's not. So talk to your kids about the risks of vaping. Because when you talk, they hear you. Learn more at underagedrinking.samhsa.gov. Hundreds of Oklahoma teenagers have no family, few options, and often nowhere to turn. But older kids need foster and adoptive families, too. The Oklahoma Department of Human Services has hundreds of teenagers waiting, hoping that you'll decide to make a difference in their life. Call the Oklahoma Department of Human Services and become a foster or adoptive parent. You will forever change a child's life and your own. You've made a big difference in my life. Thank you. Hello? Uh, I'm a Marine. No matter how you served... My my buddies from the Army are all gone now. I'm really alone. No matter what you're going through... I keep getting calls about the bills, and I'm trying to get a job. I feel so stuck. We are here for you. If you or a veteran in your life is experiencing thoughts of suicide, dial 988, then press 1 to reach the Veterans Crisis Line. Hey, do you want to get rid of your reading glasses like I did? This is Mike Steele, and if you're over 40 like me and you're either farsighted or nearsighted, you need to call my guy, Dr. Bellardo. I've known him for years and totally trust him. Go check him out and see if you qualify for lens replacement or cataract surgery from the experts at Advanced Laser and Cataract Center. Call today, 405-755-7700 for your free consultation or go to ALCOK.com. If you want to see far and you want to see near, you have to come here at Advanced Laser and Cataract Center. The Riverwind Casino and Hotel, bringing you the final hour of the day. Jason Shear, who covers the Arizona Wildcats, he's been um, he's been on the front lines of all this conference realignment on social media. He knows media. his stuff, man. He really does, and he tweeted out 29 minutes ago, there is an expectation within the Big Ten 
that this is all going to move fast. There is a meeting tonight with the expansion team to assess candidates. Oregon and Washington are currently the leaders, but multiple schools will be discussed. College football, the way that it looks now compared to, let's say, in 31 days when we kick it off on that official opening Saturday, I think college football, not that any team obviously is going to be in a different conference in 31 days, but the outlook of 2024 is going to look a lot different in 31 days than it does today. I think there's a, I think there's a chance a lot of things happen in the next month, including Big Ten getting candidates, Big 12 getting candidates, Florida State. Uh, there's a lot of things that could happen. So do you think this is all done in time for the 2024 season? Because I, I, I remember, think that's where everyone's aiming is to get it. I, I think the Big 12 is definitely going to add another team before the yeah. 2024 season. Well, I just remember being down there in Crandall, Texas on June 30th of last year. I was in an office at Samuel Masigo's school waiting for him to commit. I did the show for three hours there. And that was the day. Heck, I think we found out while we were on the air that USC and UCLA – we're moving to the Big Ten, and that was going to happen in time for the 2024 season. I remember the conversation we were having at the time was, okay, OU and Texas are moving to the SEC in 2024. That's how you know. It's all going to line up because that's that's when the landscape of college football is going to shift and nobody wants to be behind the times. So t- 11 months is a really quick turnaround to make this kind of a seismic move and realignment as far as these individual programs are concerned, but I almost feel like it has to be done before 2024. Well, I think USC and UCLA going to the Big Ten makes it maybe a little bit easier and a little bit feasible for Oregon and Washington. I mean, be that you know that's just such a big move. Apparently a key facet in all of this is Washington and Oregon won't get a full share to start off with with the Big Ten, which I feel like that's pretty normal. Most teams entering a new league, not getting a full share. Though Colorado apparently is getting a full Big 12 share. But, yeah, Pac-12 is um, – it ain't it is not looking good for the Pac-12 Ooh, here's, right here's, now. Here's a fun question. Would Colorado be getting a full share if not for Deion Sanders? Probably not. <laughs> I, no, probably not, man. Because, like, if Colorado doesn't have Deion Sanders coaching that program right now – Literally not a single person nationally cares that Colorado's going well, back to the Big 12. Is it the only exciting thing about their overall athletic department right yes, now? without question. I haven't seen Colorado a lot in the NCAA basketball tournaments. Um, they don't have a baseball team. Their football team has not been great. What, eight out of their 11 years, I think, in the Pac-12 were losing years in the conference? Like De- Deion Sanders is really kind of it for the University of Colorado right now. That's That's the only thing. But, man, yeah, apparently this one's going to move fast. Washington and Oregon seem to be the uh, the main targets right now for the Big Ten Conference. Mike in Springfield says Washington, Oregon, and Arizona, all three AAU universities, which the Big Ten has kind of made it known that's important to them. Um, Deer Creek Sooner, would you guys agree that last season proved that mule shoe teams were built with flash at the skill positions? that when removed left a whole bunch of softly prepared and average talent comparatively to where BV is taking us. I don't know who wouldn't agree with that statement, Deer Creek Sooner. The way the two programs are uh, built and being ran, yeah, yeah, I would would definitely say that for sure. Night and day different. Night and day. Just look at the recruiting from last year and uh, 
the positions that they're really emphasizing in this year's recruiting class. You can you can tell it pretty easy. All right, that'll do it for us today. As always, we appreciate the interaction. Who knows who's going to be in what conference by the time we rejoin you tomorrow. But we'll be talking about Williams, Winery, David Stone, and all the other crazy happenings in college football recruiting coming up at 2 p.m. tomorrow. We'll talk to you tomorrow right here on The Ref. We're the homeless Suter fans.